We are back with episode number 11 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so very much for joining me here today. We are going to talk about something that is integral to every single working photographer's life, portfolios. A portfolio is a necessity for people who are looking to show off their work have their very best looked at by anybody and who are looking to try and find clients of any form, whether you're looking to get portraits, weddings, hired by companies to go out and shoot in the field with them, you need a portfolio that shows off your very best work. So today we are going to offer you a bunch of different tips on how to build a portfolio, what makes a strong portfolio, and how you can make your portfolio better. This really is a sneak peek into you as a photographer, your abilities, your art style. So let that shine through in the portfolio that you create. All right, let's get into it right away here. Tip number one, you need to decide on your goals for the portfolio. Who is this portfolio for? Why are you making it? You could just be putting together a folder of your very best images that you've ever taken to try and show off to friends and family. But in a working sense, you need a portfolio that targets specific audiences. So you need to put some thought into what you want this portfolio to accomplish for you. If you're trying to find some portrait clients, putting in a bunch of landscape work and a bunch of photos of animals isn't really going to land you that portrait gig all that easily. What you need in there is portrait photos, photos that show off your portraiture style. The same thing goes for if you want to be photographing brands and their products out in the field. You don't want a bunch of landscape photos in there. You don't want a bunch of just pure portraiture and headshots in there. You need to be building images that match their style. You need to have images in your portfolio that will match what that brand wants. This step involves a lot of research and a lot of introspection and a lot of trying to see your work from someone else's perspective. So you're really trying to look at what you are pitching to somebody from how they are going to see it, not from how you are going to see it. Once you have started doing this research into your ideal client, your ideal customer that you want to work with, you then want to build separate portfolios for each client you want to work with. This can be a little time consuming, but honestly is so well worth it. I have three or four different portfolios, depending on what it is that I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to get into a gallery, I have a lot of landscape work and a lot of nature shots and some animal photos and stuff like that. They're really more down the fine art kind of realm. If I'm looking to get some work in photojournalism, I have a bunch of my work from when I was in photojournalism. If I'm looking to get some action photos, I have a lot of rodeo and a lot of ice hockey and a lot of lacrosse that I have in a portfolio. It really depends who I am reaching out to, which portfolio I am sending them. So this does add quite a bit to the workload. But it is so well worth it because sending a portfolio to somebody when you're trying to land portraiture work and it's a bunch of animals, not going to really fly and it's not going to land you that gig. So you really need to put in the effort and show your best work off in the field you are trying to pursue. So once you understand the genre you want to work in, the people you want to reach out to with your portfolio, you can start looking at other photographers who work in that industry, seeing what works, what doesn't work, what you like personally, how you can fit that into your work. It's a great place to kind of start is by researching what else is going on. Then you have an idea of trends, what you want to avoid because they look terrible, 
And if you do land a meeting with a client, they might start asking you about these trends in their industry. And you can talk with them about them and why you like them, why you don't like them, why you'd avoid that as you're shooting something, everything like that. It's better to have that information and know what you want to do with it. Going on to tip number two, select your very best images. Now that you know who you were reaching out to, what the purpose is behind your portfolio, you can go through your archive and select your very best photos that you have ever taken that are relevant to the genre of portfolio that you are building. This is where a lot of the fun and admittedly a lot of the heartache is going to come into this. And this will be and should be a very time consuming process. Don't just rip through your archive, pick 15 photos that you like and move on. Be very, very honest with yourself. This is a very soul searching kind of process about the work you are producing, the work you have shot, what you love, what you're trying to do. It can be a little bit heart wrenching. It's hard to look back through and be super critical of your images, but it's so necessary. You will need to be very critical about each and every one of these photos that you are adding into your portfolio and really think through why it is going in there. The hardest part of this is probably going to be that there's a few photos that you are going to love that you have an attachment to for whatever reason. I have a few that I remember dearly because I think it was out in the middle of a wicked storm and I remembered having to hike in there and do all this other kind of stuff. And compositionally, the photos are fine, right? There's nothing really wrong with them, but you're not looking for fine in your portfolio. What you're looking for is amazing. You're looking to show off your absolute best. And unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of cases where you send your portfolio off to someone and you won't be there with it. You won't have the opportunity to tell them all about the heartache and the struggle and how difficult it was there and the emotions around that photo. They're just going to see a photo. They won't get the chance to understand the story behind that photograph. So look critically at the photos from a compositional style element, every sort of technical aspect behind an image. Don't just pick photos because you have really fond associations with them. And that's a, that's a hard process in art. We get so connected to the photographs we take, to the people in them, to everything that we're doing, that we can kind of lose sight of the technical elements. But in this case, in your portfolio, unfortunately, the technical elements trump what you went through to create that image. This was something that was taught to me really early on in photojournalism because I actually included in one of my final portfolios an image that I loved, that I thought was spectacular. And admittedly, my teacher looked and went, this is garbage. Why is this here? It brought down the quality of the rest of my portfolio because despite my love of the story behind it, technically the image was not strong. It, was, it really wasn't. It was a super weak image. But I loved it because of the experience I was in when I took it. Sadly, images like that will have to go. And that's the heartbreaking part of this process. The fun part of this process, though, is that you get to relive all these great images and you get to remember some of the best images that you have. And don't just go to those ones you think of all the time. Really dig through your entire archive when you're looking for those best photos. Really look at everything and dig around and try to remember what else is there. And if you need to, re-edit a couple, really look at things. Maybe your style has changed quite drastically. There's a photo that technically is fantastic, but the edit on it's a little bit off. Take the time to polish up every photo that you were choosing to put in here. And you need to ensure that there is a diversity of images. So let's go back to the portraiture, for example. You don't want to include a portrait of somebody 
and then include the next one in the cycle that's just them slightly different or like slightly changed in their pose or their smile slightly changes. No, we're looking for maximum diversity to show off your abilities as a photographer. Show that client that you can work with a diversity of people, places, subjects, everything like that within that one subject matter. What this might end up meaning is that you have to go and shoot a little bit more. Let's take doing some urban landscapes, for example. If you only have three or four really fantastic photos of some urban landscapes, that's not enough to build a portfolio out of. You're going to have to go out and create more photos, create stronger photos. You're going to have to go out and shoot more. And the more you shoot, the more you get out with your camera, the more you have it in your hands, the better you're going to create images. So building your portfolio might actually show you where you've got a little bit of weaknesses in your styles and the stuff that you want to shoot. And it might give you a little bit more information about how you need to build out your shooting style. This is what I mean by this can be a time consuming process to select your very best images because you might realize you don't have enough of them or you don't have enough diversity of images. You have a lot of photos with one or two subjects, but really it's ideal to have a bunch of different subjects within that genre to really show off your diversity and skill as a photographer. All right, that is a difficult process. I get it. But once you get done that, we can move on to tip number three. You need to decide on the design of your portfolio. The way you show off what you're doing really matters. And once again, the way you choose to do it goes back to who you are looking to work with. This entirely depends on your intended customer, on the person you are reaching out to. I've seen everything from massive, large-scale, 30, 40-inch prints that get put down on a table in front of somebody because they are looking to sell even bigger prints for offices and galleries and other such places like that. They're really trying to show their work off in a massive format to really give people the idea and the scale of what it'll look like when it lands on a wall in front of them. Then I've seen other people who show up to client meetings with a beautifully designed, handcrafted box that contains just a few five by sevens. Their portfolio is a lot smaller than that person who's showing off 40 inch ones, but that's because they're reaching out to their customer in a different way. She was a wedding photographer and she wanted the bride and groom to feel like the entire meeting was about them. Too often I see wedding photographers sitting down with clients and they just pull out a giant portfolio and start showing off their work and talking technical details and going, oh, we can create this one for you and this one for you and this one for you and all this other kind of stuff. And while that works for somebody else who's a photographer or somebody else who's even somewhat in the art field, for a lot of the world, that feels really impersonal. That feels like you're making your, their whole wedding about you as the photographer, not about them, the bride and groom whose wedding it is. And so I loved what this woman was doing because she sat down with them, introduced herself, talked a little bit about her style and how she would do it, but really talked with them about their day and how special it was going to be and got to know them as a couple. And eventually, three quarters of the way through the meeting, she pulls this box out and they start talking a little bit about her prints, but her prints aren't huge and overwhelming. It's not, you know, an 11 by 17 thrown out on the table. It's a little couple five by sevens that she can scatter in front of them and they can pick through and look at. And she can still ask them questions about who they are and if they would like this pose or that pose or, you know, what their family's like, anything that she wants to know to get to know them. But she's doing that because she wants them to know that their wedding day is going to be about them, not about her as a photographer trying to create beautiful photos. So put a lot of thought into who your intended customer is for the design of your portfolio. Some places will provide you with guidelines for how they want to see them. 
In a lot of cases, those are done as 8x10 prints put together in a really nice book, one picture per page, really straightforward and easy. But really, the possibilities to show off your portfolio are kind of endless. So we just gave you two huge, huge prints. There's like just the little 5x7, 4x6 size ones that you just put out in front of them and they can scatter them around the table. There's 8x10 lookbooks. You could build a portfolio book in front of them. So one of the best things I've seen wedding photographers do is actually have albums that people can sit down and look at. And it's all their photos that they've taken at other weddings. And it's also in the album form that they're going to hope to sell to that wedding client at the end. That's a great way you can design it, you can lay it out, you can have multiple photos per page, you can have one photo take over page. It's really, it's totally your creative prerogative, which is fantastic. Print form, there's so much you can do. The other option you have right now is in online forms. And you can build different galleries that prospective clients can look at and they can click through and then they can get to see other work on your site and really dig around a little bit if they want to. And having a digital portfolio is essentially a requirement today. You need to be able to have people just find you online and you haven't sent anything to them. If you want to find clients, that's that's definitely going to be happening. But you also need to be able to just send a link out to somebody kind of going, hey, I'm so and so. Here's a sample of some of my work. Yeah, we really got to do an episode on how we pitch clients because I think that's going to be super important for everybody in here. That being said, it's still really necessary to have a print version of your portfolio available and ready as well. Putting together an online one can be done pretty quickly. Putting together well-done, proper prints can't be done on the fly. You can't just have a client meeting booked, you know, for that afternoon and then suddenly get a bunch of really nice, well-done prints finished. So take this time now to really think about the photos and how you want to display them in print form as well. Because you don't want to be pulling out a tablet or a laptop and have somebody just scrolling through digital versions of your files. It doesn't have the same feel to it. It doesn't have the same care taken to it. It doesn't show like you care as much about your work either. So take the time to print really high quality images and take the time to decide how you are going to print them in what form. So moving on to tip number four, you need to consider the order of your images. You really want to think about the story your portfolio tells. Don't just grab a bunch of photos, throw them in randomly and let it go. You need to decide what narrative you are telling your viewer as they look at it. And once again, this will come back to the client you are pitching. So do you want to group all of your images in color scales that go, you know, starting with yellow into oranges, into reds, knocking off down into blues and greens and just wandering through your photos that way in various color selections? Will you go from a morning to midday to sunset kind of round? Is it an emotional walkthrough? Is it a walkthrough of a wedding day? Are you showing off various styles of poses and progressing through poses? Really look at your images and decide how they're going to lay out the best side by side with each other. Because you can really easily have two photos that are sitting side by side and you're like, those clash. And that affects the quality of your portfolio. That affects how people see your creative eye. So spend a lot of time really considering the order those images are going in. And remember, Some people will get to the end of your portfolio, some won't, some will only get two or three photos in, some will get to the midway point and that'll be their end. Unfortunately, you don't know when somebody's going to stop looking at your portfolio and decide that they've seen enough. So each and every one of these images needs to be very, very, very strong. All right, moving on to tip number five. When you're ready, you need to produce a really high quality offering. Don't skimp out on the printing of your portfolio. 
This will determine if you get clients or if you don't. And this is meant to show off your very best work at its highest caliber. This is where you need to invest into you as an artist, into your work, and get high quality prints made. If you produce amazing images, but really skimp out on the printing quality of them, that is going to make people question your ability to finish projects. Because yes, that's great that you can produce a high quality image for them off the bat, but when they expect delivery, they're going to expect it on time, on budget, within what they're expecting, and done with a really high quality. And if you can't bother to show off your portfolio in high quality, they're probably not going to give you any extra trust. This is going above and beyond. This is giving them an extra piece to your puzzle as a photographer. So spend the time to make it look good. All right, finally, tip number six, get a second opinion. So once you have gone through this entire process, once you have built out your portfolio, you know how it's looking, you've designed it, go and find a second opinion. And don't just ask your mom, your dad, your siblings, whoever, to just look at your portfolio and ask. You can, that's fun. I like doing that. It's cool to be able to talk about it. But you need somebody who's going to look at it critically and with an eye towards the genre that you are looking to get into. So it's not super helpful if you go and ask a high fine art critic to look over your work in photojournalism. Because a newspaper is not going to be looking for the same things as an art gallery. And vice versa, an art gallery is probably not going to be looking for the same things that you're going to be submitting to a newspaper. So if you can, find a photographer who works in the genre that you want to be shooting in. And they should be able to give you a much more critical eye towards the portfolio that you are creating. Of course, having any photographer just look at your portfolio is going to be somewhat helpful. But if you can find one who's willing to look at it, who understands your industry and understands your clientele, that is so much better. If you have contacts in the industry you're looking to work in, asking them to take a look at your portfolio is not a bad idea. Don't ask it of someone who you are going to be hoping to pitch work to though, because they're going to be critical. They're not going to be looking at you as somebody who is ready to take on jobs. They're going to be looking at you as somebody who's still working stuff out. So don't ask prospective clients to look at it and review it for you. It's just not going to end well in terms of you getting a job later on. And this has to be somebody who is going to be honest with you, be critical of your work, and is going to give you positive, constructive feedback on where you can grow, what looks good, what doesn't, weaknesses, strengths, all that kind of good stuff. You don't want just a, you know, yes reviewer going like, oh, that looks great. That's not helpful. What is helpful is somebody who's going to be constructive with you, give you places to grow, give you places to see things from new angles and tell you what's really great about it, right? They need to build you up as well. So that being said, we do actually offer an online portfolio review service through the Travel and Adventure Photography School. This is a a brand new offering that came about because we know how important it is to have your portfolio reviewed and how difficult it can be to find somebody to do that with you and somebody that you trust to do that with you. So here's how it works. You get a 30-minute one-on-one interview with myself, Robert Massey from Robert Massey Photography, where we will sit down digitally and review your portfolio together. In that time, we'll do a deep review of your images, we'll talk about your strengths, your weaknesses, and ways that you can grow and improve your portfolio to ensure that you are getting the best reviews of your images that we can provide, 
we're going to ask you to send your portfolio to us in advance. This is so that our entire 30-minute conversation is focused on helping you improve your portfolio and improve the photos in it. Instead of us having some knee-jerk reactions to photos we're looking at right then and there, this will let you walk away with a really in-depth review of your portfolio that should really help you grow as a photographer. This allows us to maximize the time in our conversation, and it allows me to really take a lot of time to review your images individually and dig into them really deeply. Along with sending us your portfolio in advance, we're also going to ask you to send us a written statement that we will provide prompts for that will give us insight into who you are as a photographer, the industry you want to work in, the type of genres you're trying to shoot, and that will give us a background to understand your portfolio better. You'll also be able to give us any links to spaces like Instagram or your website where we can go and look at other pieces of your work to help us really understand you as a photographer, which will give you the best results from our portfolio review. This means that in our one-on-one conversation, you will get a truly deep analysis of your work and gives us time to really give you suggestions on places you can grow and some educational resources that should help you do that. It also leaves plenty of time for you to ask questions of me about your portfolio, your images, your work as a photographer, anything like that in that 30-minute conversation. So it's a really great chance for us to really look deeply at your work and to really help grow your portfolio into something that will truly show off your best capabilities. You can check out more details about the online portfolio review on our website, travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. Awesome. So to finish things off, I'm going to offer you a couple of tips on how to make a stronger portfolio. So we just talked about how you can build a portfolio and how you can get it looked at, all that kind of good stuff. But there's a couple things you can do to make your portfolio better. We talked about it briefly, but you need to shoot more. Photography is a skill. And like any skill, if you don't use it, the eye starts to go away. The ability to use your camera starts to go away a little. And if you're hoping to land paid gigs, you need to know your camera inside and out. And to create better photos, you need to be shooting more consistently. And the last tip for the episode is that you can start networking with some of the people in that industry. Not asking them to review your portfolio, not asking them to buy anything from you at this point or anything like that. But send some messages on LinkedIn, Instagram, anywhere you can think of where you can reach out to somebody and just be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm really interested in doing photography in this industry. I'd love to chat with you for a few minutes about what you look for in your creative. That will really help you get an idea of what it is that they want, how they want you to pitch to them. It's really about doing more research and putting things in place now to be successful in the future. That's everything today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will have show notes up with all this information in them and all that kind of good stuff. If you want to know more about our online portfolio reviews, that we're doing through the Travel and Adventure Photography School. You can find that out on the website as well. Let me know what you guys think about portfolios, if you're struggling, what you need more information on, anything like that. Drop us a line on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to. You can send us an email for that matter. You can find us on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School, and you can find us on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School. And yeah. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you guys are loving this podcast, if you're enjoying what's going on here, please drop us a review. It really helps us out in the algorithms. And yeah, thank you so much for joining me here today. 
I hope you all are being safe. I hope you all are healthy. Hope all your families and friends and everybody else around you are safe and healthy as well. Any of you are frontline workers, grocery store clerks, nurses, cleaners, delivery drivers, anybody like that. Thank you so much for everything that you are doing for us. It is absolutely remarkable. I'm sure I speak for a lot of people when I say we really appreciate what you're up to. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I can't wait to meet you guys out in the real world at some point. Let's adventure soon.